0: Amen. We're going to go right into the message, because I want to just introduce our new series uh, for this year. And then I want us to have plenty of time to come to the Lord's table. We're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit this summer, and I think He would want us to spend more time at the Lord's table today than talking about Him. And you'll find out why as we uh, kind of go through this. It's going to be a ten-part series, ten different Sundays, talking about the Holy Spirit. There will be eleven Wednesdays during the course of the summer that we will be interacting on what the Bible teaches concerning the Holy Spirit. So if you do your math 21 times... Uh, this summer, we will be uh, talking about the Holy Spirit and seeing what the Bible has to say about that. So uh, let me pray, and then we will uh, introduce the series. So let's pray. Our Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for these songs that have already touched our heart and reminded us of, where our salvation comes from, the work of Jesus, to provide it. And Father, I pray that you'll guide as we begin this new series, that it will be a series that will challenge us, and that we will not be the same by the time the summer's over. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Some of you cannot read this. It's pretty small print, but I'm going to read what it says. Uh, this is the teaser on the back of the CD album uh, for this series. And uh, I want to read this for you. When I was a boy, I would sit by my parents on a church pew and inch closer to them whenever the pastor began talking about the Holy Ghost. Why was he talking about ghosts in church? Are there really holy ghosts? Then when I was a high school and college student, the charismatic movement was going strong and everyone was talking about the Holy Spirit. But where was Jesus? Had he been set aside for someone more exciting? This series of messages will present much of what the Bible teaches about the Holy Spirit. But it will not set Jesus aside. You see, the Holy Spirit came to glorify Jesus, not himself. He seems content to be the power in the background. And so that is kind of a synopsis of what we're going to be thinking about. It seems to me that in many Christian circles, the Holy Spirit has been neglected. People don't tend to talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. I don't know if it's uncomfortable. I don't know if it's an overreaction to other Christian circles. But in some circles, the Holy Spirit seems to be just neglected. And yet in other Christian circles, the Holy Spirit seems to be all they talk about. And the Holy Spirit is exalted to the highest place. In this series, we are not going to exalt the Holy Spirit to the highest place. And we are not going to neglect the Holy Spirit because he is extremely important. Jesus... is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus is the Lamb of God and the Lion of Judah. Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus is to have supremacy in everything. Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for sins. Jesus is the resurrected Savior. Jesus is the one we believe in for salvation. And I think the Holy Spirit knows that quite well. And so, today we're just going to set up the main point of this whole series. It's going to be very brief. I just want you to see the primary purpose of the Holy Spirit's works in this world. His primary purpose. And we'll keep coming back to that as the summer goes on. So if you would open your Bibles to the Gospel of John. John chapter 14. We'll be coming back to these scriptures as the summer goes on, but uh, these are the ones that will present to us the primary purpose of the Holy Spirit in this world today. So, starting with John 14, uh, 25, Jesus speaking, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Now what I want you to notice in those verses, what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit, he says that the Holy Spirit will be sent in his name. That means as his representative. If, If I go somewhere or I'm sent in the name of someone else, I am representing that someone else. And so Jesus says, the Spirit will be sent in my name. He will be a representative of Jesus. It goes on to say that he will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So, according to that, the Holy Spirit will remind people of what Jesus said. Notice that. He will remind of what Jesus said. Chapter 15. Verse 26. When the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. What you want to see there, again, talking about the Spirit that's going to be sent. He's the Spirit of truth. But notice the statement, He will testify about me. Jesus says, He will point to me. He will bear witness to me. Jesus. Chapter 16. Verse 12. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. Notice that? He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me, Jesus says. He will bring glory to me. By taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. The Spirit of God has not come. To do things on his own. He has come to testify to Jesus, bear witness of Jesus. He has come to glorify Jesus, draw attention to Jesus. And what he does teach, what he does make known, is coming from Jesus. Jesus says, the Spirit will take what is mine and reveal it to you. Make it known. Book of Acts, chapter 1. This is after the resurrection. Jesus is about to leave. And in Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. So when the Holy Spirit Comes upon you, Jesus says, He will empower you to be witnesses. But notice whose witness? Jesus says, My witness. When He comes, He will come upon you and He will give you power to witness about me. Jesus. Romans chapter 1. Romans 1. verse 4 verse 3 is uh, referring to the son to Jesus and verse 4 says and who speaking of the son through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead Jesus Christ Our Lord. Paul says that Jesus was declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit and the resurrection. The Spirit was involved in the resurrection, apparently, and the resurrection was meant to declare that Jesus is who He said He was, the Son of God. Back to the book of Acts. Chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. This is the record of uh, the time when the Holy Spirit came. It was on the day of Pentecost. The believers were gathered in Jerusalem. The Spirit came. He he filled each one of those believers and dwelt them. Uh, Strange things started happening. Everybody in Jerusalem noticed what was going on. Um, And so in verses 12 and 13, they're asking, what is this? What is happening? And Peter stands up, starting in verse 14, to give his very first sermon. Peter's very first sermon. And it's a sermon in response to the question, what's going on with these people? And as he begins his sermon in verse 14, he begins to explain to them what's going on. And he goes back to the prophet Joel in the Old Testament. And he quotes that Joel had said there was a time coming when God would pour his spirit out on all his people. Young, old, men, women, slaves, free. There was a time coming when God would pour his spirit out on his people. And Peter says, this is what's happening. That scripture is being fulfilled. What you are seeing is that God is pouring his spirit out on his people. But then starting in verse 22, all the way through the rest of Peter's sermon, guess who he focuses on? Jesus. Jesus. Peter, filled by the Holy Spirit, talks about Jesus. In verse 22, he says, Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth. And he talks about Jesus. And then verse 23, he says, This man, Jesus, was handed over to you, and you put him to death on the cross. Verse 24, but God raised him, Jesus, from the dead. It was impossible. For death to hold him. Verse 31. Seeing what was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we're all witnesses of the fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, he, Jesus, has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Verse 36. Therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And they're moved by this sermon. And they say, what do we do, Peter? How do we respond to this? Verse 38, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I take you through that to notice that the very first sermon that Peter preached after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, was all about Jesus. Not about the Holy Spirit. He told him what was happening, that this was the Spirit of God being poured out on God's people, fulfillment of that Scripture. But from then on, filled with the Spirit, it's about Jesus. So, here is the purpose of the work of the Holy Spirit in the world today to glorify Jesus. The Holy Spirit was sent to glorify Jesus, to draw attention to Jesus, to point to Jesus. That's why He came, that's His purpose in everything he does, to glorify and draw attention to Jesus. Let me uh, read something. Maybe you've heard of J.I. Packer. He's a theologian, uh, written a lot of books on doctrine. But on this subject of the Holy Spirit, uh, sent to glorify Jesus, and that being his primary purpose, Packer tries to help you understand it by using different word pictures. He says, so the Spirit is the floodlight illuminating the Lord Jesus. He is the contact lens that enables us to see Jesus clearly. He is the matchmaker. He is the matchmaker leading us to Christ for a permanent union. He is the intercom, making constant communication between Christ and us a reality. And he is the channel through which Christ pours his life and power into us for worship, holiness, and service. But in all this, though he abides with us and indwells us and by his sovereign grace transforms us into Jesus' likeness, he keeps himself out of sight. When the Spirit works in us, Christ himself, and not the Spirit, is the focus of our attention. So-called spiritual experiences that lead away from Christ or bypass him are not from the Holy Spirit at all. The primary purpose of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus, to point to Jesus, to draw attention to Jesus. Uh, Some of you can identify with this. Uh, Nathan, you can and you will in a few weeks. Uh, Greg, it's fresh in your mind. I've had the experience and many of you guys have. That time when we walked down an aisle somewhere with our daughter, At her wedding. And guys, do you remember how that felt? Do you remember how it wasn't about you? you remember that? I remember when I walked my daughter down the aisle and people stood for her. What was on my mind was something like this. Here she is, friends. I want you to look at her. She's beautiful. Take it in. The last thing on my mind was, okay, everybody look at me. You may never see me in a <clears throat> tux again. <clears throat> I'm looking pretty good today. I'm the dad. That wasn't on my mind. Was it on yours? No. No. We were all about drawing attention to our daughter. Presenting. And that's what I think of when I think of this primary purpose of the Holy Spirit. He was sent to glorify Jesus. Everything he does somehow is connected with drawing attention to Jesus and bringing him glory. And so, a Holy Spirit movement is contrary to the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Now, I didn't say that exactly like it's in your notes, but pretty close. Because of the primary purpose of the Holy Spirit, any Holy Spirit movement where it's all about Him and all the attention goes to Him, that kind of movement... I suggest, is contrary, counter to the primary purpose for the Holy Spirit coming. He was sent to glorify Jesus. And then on your sheet, there's a a question, which I think is a very good question. And the question is, well then... if what you have just said is true, why are we going to get together 21 times this summer and talk about the Holy Spirit? That's a pretty good question, isn't it? Pretty good question. And I have two answers for that. One is we're going to do that because the Word of God talks a lot about the Holy Spirit. And we're committed to teaching what the Word of God says, right? And learning what it says. So because the Holy Spirit is important, extremely important, and because the Bible teaches so much about the Holy Spirit, we need to find out what it teaches. We need to learn about the Holy Spirit. It's important. Because what we learn about the Holy Spirit could cause us to be different people by the end of the summer. It's that important. So... We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit because the Bible does and see what the Bible teaches about him. <clears throat> but we're not going to exalt him to the highest place. And so the second reason we're going to study about the Holy Spirit is that it goes along nicely with our theme for 2021. Our theme this year is He Must Increase. Right? Jesus. We want to exalt Him. We want to lift up Jesus. And it was easy to see how our series through Mark did that because it was all about Jesus. But I want to say that by spending 21 different times together talking about the Holy Spirit, we are actually going to be fulfilling our theme of exalting Jesus. Because almost every message and almost every study, everything we learn about the Holy Spirit somehow is connected with his primary purpose. And that's to glorify Jesus. And no matter what we're learning about the Holy Spirit you're going to find that we can connect that, what he's really doing, what we are learning about him, draws attention to Jesus. And so you will see that thread moving throughout our studies. The Holy Spirit's primary purpose in the work that he does. So that's what we're doing this summer. That's where we're going. And I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I hope that you'll join me on that journey as we talk about the Holy Spirit sent to glorify Jesus. And that's why I think he would have no problem with us spending the rest of the morning at the Lord's table. And focusing on Jesus and what Jesus did for us on the cross to provide our salvation. I really believe the Spirit of God would want us to start the series about Him focusing on Jesus. So that's what we're going to do. But first of all, Amanda's going to come and uh, she's going to sing a song for us.